Hello everyone, in today's episode I'm joined with Nick and, and today um, we're, we're speaking to Nick who has, who has Crohn's disease and we're going to be having a, a really nice ongoing um, uh, talk and, and conversation. So, so thank you Nick for, 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 for coming on and, and, and to have a, have a great chat. Well, thank you so much for having me Mason, it's been a pleasure meeting you so far and kind of meeting you officially uh, through your podcast and I'm, I'm really looking forward to our chat you know, whatever we might go over today. But um, as we were I'm saying, I just wanted to introduce myself real quick. And then I wanted to pose a question to you um, yeah. that you mentioned before we got started. Yeah. Um, as you said, my name is Nick, but I'm also known in the community as a Crohn's lifter. I'm an amateur competitive bodybuilder, uh, but I've only been competing after I've been diagnosed with Crohn's disease because it kind of thrust me into the world of health, fitness, wellness, uh, that kind of space. So um, I've got a weird, diverse story. I haven't always had Crohn's. Um, I'm 26, and I was I developed the symptoms at like 1920. So I feel like I've lived like 10 lifetimes already from now, just because of this. So I'm open to and any to all questions. But um, and while we get into more of our stories, I wanted to know, man, how are you celebrating um, Crohn's and Colitis Awareness Week, if at all, um, personally or with the community? Because um, if as the time of this recording, as for anybody listening, today is um, Tuesday, or excuse me, Thursday, where I am, yeah. um, the second day of the start of Crohn's and Colitis Awareness Week in the United States. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's Thursday here as well, so we're not that far apart with uh, the days. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Okay, maybe I'm thinking of Australia, my, yeah. my apologies. Yeah. Yeah, like Australia is a weird one. I, 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 I've had a few guests from Australia actually, and like that, 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 there's been instances where we've got it wrong with the time difference, and we've had to uh, like uh, do it another time because, like, um, it, 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 I find it it's interesting with all the time difference around the world though, because like like for for, for like me, it's coming up like. Um, like it, it will be nearly five o'clock soon and, and for you uh, it's probably a bit earlier than that but it, it's quite interesting I think yeah but um in regards of awareness week um like, like what I like to do for awareness week because um I, I like to put something out there each day so um mm -hmm. um like a lot of the podcast is it's quite good for the podcast because with pre-recorded episodes go out so there'll be one uh, one day just gone and then there'll be one tomorrow on friday so so that so we have like two episodes a week so that, that, that's good for that but on the side of the podcast i do like to put like my story share my story a little bit share maybe a few facts about like crohn's and colitis for for, for awareness week which uh like um I suppose I like to put a little bit extra more content that I would normally put out for like awareness week. You're definitely doing God's work when it comes down to awareness um, for people outside of our own community, because I think you're hitting on a really big uh, point that's missed out when it comes to these awareness days and awareness weeks is uh, it gives our communities a sense of empowerment, right? And, and it gives us an opportunity to um, like, interface with one another and talk and you know get to chat about the ups and downs and really you know have a sense of camaraderie but we miss out on that third party of reaching out to people that are outside of our community which i think is ultimately what the awareness day is all about so yeah. um, I, I love that that's what you're doing and if anybody's listening i would suggest that 
that that's what they try to make the awareness days about too is is not potentially bringing people into our community but saying hey you know this is out there this exists it probably affects someone that you know that you love that they try to show up be present in your life and um you know, to anybody listening out there maybe they can they can take that home no, I definitely agree. And like for the set days, it's not, it just, it's not like, it's not like, like for me, um, I don't know about anyone else who, who does it like me, but I, I kind of like, uh, I don't do it on a set day. Like I don't like think of a day, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put that out there. Uh, it's kind of like, like a, it's this thought of uh, ahead of like, ahead of the time. So like, like, like through the week, there's like, there's seven days in the week, of course. <laughs> but, um, but before each day, there's a topic. Like um, today's topic, for example, was uh, explaining what IBD isn't, and and mm -hmm. tomorrow's topic is going to be um, why IBD is more than just the gut. So uh, there's, there's different kind of topics that or I'll be talking around, and I'm sure other people other people will as well. Because I've seen lots already what people have been doing, which is brilliant. Like um, mm -hmm. like if if one person is not speaking about one thing. Another person will will talk about it in, in another way, which I think is great. Interesting, yeah, I love that. Those are those seem like very technical topics too, and it made me think in that moment, all of a sudden, that well, maybe these awareness days and these awareness weeks, when it comes down to technical facts like that, are potentially um, good for doctors because you know they have this intense medical degree, but they may only get an hour, two hours in a lecture during medical school on your entire condition, and that's all they get. You know, maybe they might do some reading at home, but um, it might give them an excuse to just slow down and say, okay, you know, maybe I've had a couple patients over the past couple of years with this. I'm not as aware, but it's this awareness week. I'm going to take an extra, you know, 20, 30 minutes, ask somebody who might have this, you know, chronic illness or something, or potentially ask one of my patients or, you know, study it up in a book a little bit more. Um, maybe maybe that's what can be taken away from this awareness because I never thought about posting more technical stuff like that because that wouldn't mean much to someone uh, maybe outside of our community they may not know what it means it would just say wow it just seems like you know it's very difficult to deal with that yeah I think I think it's like it's always a good week like I, I suppose more than IBD day because IBD day is just a day and <laughs> and like 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 you see lots of people doing the same but like, I think it's a week uh, is more like, I suppose, better because you have a, a week about doing different things that you can do and um, like talk to different people as well. And although I think IBD Day is a really good day, like it brings the whole world together because it's a world IBD day. But with uh, a week, it kind of, I suppose, gets you in the mood for like, like uh, doing different things, talking about different things like, um, and like but it also brings you can bring your like ho hobbies into it as well hmm. interesting yeah yeah. But, well, um, it, yeah it ties back to i think how things are changing too as social media evolves that might change but like what you're doing this it always comes back to the story and awareness comes back to the like listening and hearing about what's going on um so and, and well i guess in that vein all i know is that you also have crohn's as well mason yeah, 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 I do have Crohn's, yeah. Do you have any um, co-symptoms uh, or co-diagnoses um, that has gone along with that? Yeah, like, I, I was diagnosed with my Crohn's in uh, 2017, so I would have been 16 at the time, and I'm now 19. No, that's wrong, I'm 20. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, 
but yeah, in 2017, like how 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 it was seen, Nick, it was um I lost quite a lot of weight that year, and um I didn't know what would happen. I never heard of Crohn's before I got diagnosed. It was all quite new. No kidding. Um, I never heard of IBD either, so um, <laughs> I, um I wouldn't talk about it either to anyone. Well, I would talk about it. If I needed to talk about it because um I was I, I was took out I was I was going to hospital and getting seen of all these tests during my exams and um I was in important exams as well um which I I miss and thankfully the school understood that that, that, that. I suppose they wouldn't understood the, the how what it was like for me but they understood that uh it was a tough time and trying to get diagnosed and everything and through that time even before I, I went to a, a friend's birthday party I remember and I was in so much pain. Uh, the pain I was in, it was a burny feeling in my stomach. And it wasn't just a burny feeling in my stomach. And it wasn't just me losing weight. It was me, uh, I couldn't eat either. So um, I wasn't doing very well there. So I was put, I was to be on these liquid drinks and I didn't like them either. So um, I wasn't winning anyway. I wasn't I wasn't doing anything. But I uh, had to push to get seen as well because uh, I was told that, I, I could have been a month later I could, I could have got seen to have tests and stuff so I had a kind of lo, I, I kind of lost the pee to get diagnosed had that done then I had I, I told her got told I had Crohn's and um oh I always wanted for because I never heard of Crohn's before I thought oh okay is that some sort of like illness that I can get over or something because I didn't know what it was and I found out no, that's not the case, unfortunately. Um, but but um, through through that, I was told because I had to push. That I, more my family noticed it more than me, really. Like my my mum and mum and dad noticed it more than than I did until I got into quite a lot of discomfort and pain, and into a big 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 on ground flare until I was on treatment. But um. Through that, I was told that I, I, I was so lucky I got diagnosed at the time I did because I would have had surgery, and uh, I, I was I was thankful that I did push. If I didn't push, could have had surgery. Could have been a whole lot worse than I than I, it turned out. Man, oh man, yeah, you've you've surprised me uh, by uh, telling me that you hadn't heard of. IPD or Crohn's disease before any of the symptoms started. Yeah. Um, I have uh, a, I want to share an observation that I've had in my time with Crohn's so far, and then I'll ask you a question. Okay. Um, I've noticed that the males with Crohn's disease usually, um, that, I, that I know will say that, that they've never heard of it or haven't had any exposure to it before their diagnoses, but usually the females that have had their diagnoses have I either heard about it or they've had um, someone closely genetically related to them have it. So they've known about it in some sort of way. So when I was, was diagnosed, even though I was a male, the doctor said, well, do you have anybody else in your family that has been diagnosed? And I said, no. He said, nobody, like close, distant relatives, anybody. And I said, I've never heard of this thing before in my life. Um, yeah. And I wonder, based on my observations, if... Um, that's just anecdotal and then so my question to you is if anybody in your family then had it if i misheard you i didn't hear you say that um because you said that nobody in your family knew about it i think but did anybody else end up having it after you did 
no, no, no. Like, I, I, I kind of agree with you, Nick, because like, um, I, 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 like, I, I, no one has Crohn's. Like, people have an autoimmune disease. Like, in my family, like, it's been a, a thing. Like, but, but not IBD. With autoimmune disease, it's pretty similar though, but not like Crohn's or anything like that. Uh, it, like in my family, like um, bowel disease, um, like for, for family members dying from bowel disease is quite a popular thing. So um, I wonder if that is a reason it goes like in that line. I, I'm not sure, like, like because it's a bowel disease, Crohn's, IBD, is a bowel disease. So I wonder if that was in a, in a way, but but it, no one has Crohn's in my family other than me, like um, like. You, you do find that like I have found people that do, ha, have had it in their family like um person I spoke to recently had a uh, had a family member uh, their dad their, their, their dad had arthritis and dad arthritis as well and it, and it, yeah it's, it's quite bizarre that some people get it in their family and some people don't Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a mystery, but uh, but yeah, like yeah. um, yeah, it's very interesting. Um, yeah, I so I'm I have a younger sister, and um, she's four years younger than I am, uh, and she's now a little bit more worried about it because of that same reason of the genetic linking and disposition. But she's always been relatively healthy and. Um, I think if if now we're forced to focus on our health, maybe you know more often than we want to, I would say that she would be someone that almost never focuses on her health and wellness outright. Um, simply spending the time on you know work and school and spending time with you know friends and family. I don't think that she sees the same type of need for self care and time alone with herself for reflecting and reducing stress that someone with a already ha having a chronic illness sees that same priority for. Um, it's not something you can really teach somebody. Life has to kind of teach, like show you it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to teach someone. Uh, it's hard to explain it as well, I think, to, 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 to people that don't have it themselves. Mm. Right, yeah, just to, just to pick yourself up to get to back to a place of normalcy sometimes like can take all the effort of the world. And I think that's probably a big, a large part of the reason why it's the invisible illness, you know, just like you were describing the fight you were putting up while, you know, going through it. And even other people were noticing it. And like, that's the visible side of something that someone can get used to. And you're not supposed to, you know, like this is supposed to be quality of life and get back to not just normalcy, but quality of life of, you know, family, friends, getting a, a meaningful career. And so we're, this is, I think this is what you're trying to do with these types of podcasts, getting awareness out. Like, let's put all of our heads together and see what the heck we can do to try to get that now that we're becoming this growing population and we're starting to all grow up together. Going, Holy crap, okay, society isn't set up for us, it's set up for the other kind of people. So what are we going to do? Yeah, yeah, I think, I think like, I, I enjoy like having a podcast. It's, a, it's, it's, it's nice being to all sorts of people like, around the world and like how, how how it is over there like, like i spoke to people about like, like like the medical side of things like how 
like, like because it's, it's going to be different where I am to over probably where you are. So it's quite interesting here about like how it's done in different places. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I've um maybe I've taken that kind of point for granted because I've done some international and domestic traveling before COVID, but uh, maybe that would be a good point to expand upon a little bit the differences between the American and the UK system. Um, yeah, uh, they're with just going to a a GP versus needing to go to a specialist here. I mean, uh, one of my big talking points and platforms across podcasts is being an empowered patient in the United States alone, because you'll get five different doctors that will tell you five different things and want to send you to five different specialists. So you have to be very like self-empowered, intentional, know what you want to do and be able to kind of sift through the information and decide what you want to do with medically for yourself. Um, which is a very uh, difficult position for most people to be in, especially when it's very complex and you're going through the, cro the throes of all the difficulties of a, of a chronic illness. Um, but to someone you know, with a, uh, with a uh, you know, healthcare system in place that, that gets the coverage, that kind of seems like a weird foreign concept because you're just going to have this one system that you follow and you get coverage and you kind of, there's, other things that you don't have to worry about, right? But there's kind of checks and balances that are made because of that along the way. So um, I don't know if yeah. you kind of want to expand on that a little bit more, but I wonder if that's potentially why some of the cases can be more fatal in some areas versus other like low socioeconomic places where they don't have access or good education, they don't know what's going on. And I mean, ultimately, I don't know if you had some symptoms that are severe, but I'm sure Crohn's symptoms can slowly like kill somebody. They don't do something about it ultimately. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, 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 if you're really poorly and you never see anyone about it, or like, if you're in a lot of pain, it it just it's just gonna get worse if you don't tell someone or speak about it. And if they don't listen, uh, like the, the people who you're referring to, to to get advice and help from, it's it's important to not just leave it there. Just try and push and try and get your case sorted because you don't want to be in pain. Like, uh. Uh, it's, it comes with Crohn's, unfortunately, but we, we don't want pain. Yeah, gosh. When did, when did the pain start for you? How many? How long had you been having symptoms before? before um, I'd say a few. Like I look back, I got I, on my phone. I, I look back in photos over the year of twenty seventeen, um, and like I, I I do that sometimes, and like um, and I look back all the way back to February that year. I look and um, I look at look a bit skinnier there um and then you go through photos of each month and then it gets more skinnier and more and more um and there's always an image i, I share around chronic colitis awareness week and um uh, i share i share anyone who, who who says that crohn's ibd is an invisible illness the picture of me looks like i'm dying um it kind of does and I'll 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 I'll, I'll show. Could you, could you pull it up? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll what I'll do I'll, after the after the podcast, I'll send it to you, Nick, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll show it to you. And 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 I always share this around when as we like I said, and um because it just shows how much you it is an invisible illness. And like I, I, I once I was okay and I was feeling much better. I was put on steroids at first um after i was diagnosed then eventually put on 
uh, bi bi biologics and different sort of medication. So through that, um, I, I, because when I went to school, I, I got like a, a lift, like a, from a, a, a taxi, like for, 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 for supplied by the school. And I asked the escort, um, do I look any different to you? Because of course I, I wouldn't look the same straight after going in afterwards. And they said, no, I, I don't notice anything. And then, and then my mum, my mum actually shows her the pictures of me then and, and now, and then, and then they notice it. And people notice things more over pictures than actually when seeing you in person. I find. That's right. Yeah, but it is a, it's a mystery, and like, um, yeah. But but they don't want to tell you as it's happening, right? They kind of almost want to tell you after the fact. Yeah. And I didn't get that at all. No. No, like I, didn't. I had had been so affected that at each point I had to move on and change my life completely. So I was I was gone. I was a, six months to a year removed from the times that it was the worst. And then I was getting back in touch with those people that were saying, yeah, it was really bad. We didn't know what was going on. And so all it does is make me wonder how much bad on the surface it was versus how much worse it felt inside. And I only asked that because it was the same for me, man. It was a few months of symptoms first on its own with weight loss and then getting really white not losing my appetite and then the pain started and after that it was just like really fast downhill yeah yeah it is i think the toughest part was getting diagnosed and a little bit afterwards for me like because I, I didn't like not eating <laughs> i couldn't eat and like i lived on chicken for a while <laughs> i could only eat chicken and um i was i, I loved it like after the, the current loss of b i was given toast and i know and, uh, and a nice warm drink, like a, a cup of coffee, um, which I enjoyed because couldn't eat for like probably a lot a long time before I ate that. But uh, but yeah, it it it, it like it's like 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 people like 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 me and you, for example, like because Crohn's IBD is invisible, like um like go going out in your day to day life, like like I know now that. Like, I won't be classed as like a, a vulnerable person if I'm just going out for a walk and I'm spotted by another person. That that, that like that, that they'll just think I'm fine, like because it's in it's in the end, it's more on the inside, but it can be visible on the outside if you pay money, if people were to pay attention. Yeah. Yeah, inside out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah inside out. Yeah, but. Uh, Unfortunately, it'd be much easier. We can just get show our insights to people, and then they'll understand. They see what if I what it really is. <clears throat> yeah, gosh, it's it's difficult to. I think maybe for us to find tangible things to hold on to for progress and um, make just to hold us kind of grounded in the fact that we have a body that we need to try to maintain um, because it feels weird. And I don't know if you or anybody listening is going to be able to relate to this, but when like your body betrays itself and you're kind of a mind in a body, it really makes you disassociate for a second and think about what's happening. And it can, when, when it betrays itself, it can be confusing and you can, be angry at yourself and not really know why. So, at, at the very least, try not to to fight it. You know, yeah. that's, that's what I would suggest. Yeah, it can be annoying at times. Like 
if you're all of a sudden doing okay and then all of a sudden you know, like like Chrome just clicks and something is up, you do think mm-hmm. to yourself, why why's this happened? What have I done wrong? I've stick to the diet that I'm I'm on, like I'm avoiding the foods that I thought were not good to have for me, and then uh, someone else happens. But like it's it's hard it's hard just to understand why these things happen to us. Well, we, we've kind of been talking about the past and the pain levels and stuff, but how are you doing now with your symptoms? You mentioned being on the biologic and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm doing quite well at the moment. Like um, like I'm taking like Humira, like um, every two weeks. At the moment, I've been on that for about a year and a half now, so I'm doing quite well on that. But um, with with other medication, I take azathioprine, vitamin D, B12, um, phthalate acid. Um, I take all them as well, um, and yeah, and uh, I also have asthma, so I, I take my asthma, and uh, like I take allergy like um, medication as well, which that then nothing to do with the Crohn's. I, I I took that beforehand, but I take that as well, like uh, all daily. I I, I, I kind of live on medication <laughs> quite a lot of the time. Yeah, how about you, Nick? It's odd that you mentioned about Humira and your time scale of uh, starting it because that's almost exactly when I started Humira too. Um, unfortunately, at the end of 2019, um, I fell out of remission while I was on the captopurine. And um, so at the start of 2020, um, I was back on all of the short term medications like the corticosteroids, etc., to try to get me back into remission. Um, but it wasn't until the summertime that I actually started uh, Humira. And so I was slowly able to come down off of the rest of my medications by the end of the year and um, stay on Humira long-term like you are every two weeks since then. And that's my only um, biologic. That's my only, like I have a prescription for balsalazide just in case. Um, And I have a, I think I've got 10 prescriptions for prednisone or, and you know corticosteroids if I need that at any point but obviously I'd like to try to avoid that and I'm on nothing else except I don't know if you want me to talk about more I can go into my like my hormone replacement therapy that I have through a different doctor um, and I take a couple of other different types of supplements but as far as like biologics and corticosteroids and stuff for my current specifically I only take the Humira. Okay yeah it's like uh... For Humira, I was on um, but I, I, I like I went to hospital take um fusions. I I took Infexibab um for for, for for I took, and that's the first thing I went on. As soon as I was okay, I was on steroids. Uh, I was I, I've been on azathioprine really ever since I've had Crohn's. Um, not further acid. More recently, I've been put on that um folic acid. Um. Uh, vitamin D is more for the fatigue side of things um, and B12 as well but I was originally on B12 injections but because of COVID hairs uh, I, I didn't want to go to doctor surgery uh, at that kind of time so they put me on tablets so oh, my medication is all on tablet form um, barring the uh, Humira which is uh, injected into the thigh every, uh, every two weeks could be the stomach but I, I do I, I prefer the thigh Okay. Do you, do you use the um, protective encapsulated in plastic pens or do you use the ones where you have an open open air needle? 
I, I, I use the one with like the, the, I don't use the one with the needle. I use the one where you can't see it, like the, like the plastic ones. Those are so nice. I, um, I'll admit that in my difficulties um, with my health and getting back to Australia, um, I lost my insurance, so I had to switch um, coverages and go on to a plan which um, changed me from the plastic covered encapsulated ones to the open air needles. So I had to relearn how to uh, dose my Humira. And I'm worried, or excuse me, I was worried about the first one or two because I was like, man, I hope I didn't like miss some, you know, a couple of drops and I don't want to get sick again. <laughs> so I was freaking out about it. So just a funny anecdote about the, the little differences. You know, you're not going to know about that unless you're in the trenches, right? No, no, you're not. I, 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 a few times there has been a few problems with Humira. Like um, really? one time, like, Oh, it was hard put because uh, I, I don't do the Humira injections myself and my, my mum does them every two weeks because I'm not, we're still not comfortable doing them. Like I'm okay with people putting injections, me have injections all the time, like go to hospital blood test quite quite frequently. Um, I'm actually having one next week. So um, I'm going in for that. Well, I think I am. No, I'm actually seeing my consultant next week, sorry. But um, uh, I do go quite frequently for my bloods and um, I'll... Yeah, I'll have to home here every two weeks. And what happened one time was um, my mum put it in for it because sometimes it glitches the the Hamira pens like um like that 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 they will glitch like it won't properly go in. So one time half it was in, I felt it, and then it all my mum mm -hmm. didn't think it was in, and then took it out and it leaked everywhere over my leg. And I was saying, what are you doing? It's all leaks now. And then I had to ring up the IBD nurse, and she and 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 she said that um probably best not to uh not to do it today in case some did go in so it was just i did it the, the following time but it was very stressful at that time but now i laugh about it but it was stressful like uh it not being done like the, the way it should have been that's horrible man to get to see it come out and you go all over the place mm. and yeah that's yeah. that would stress you out i'm yeah. sorry brother. yeah but uh it's i laugh now <laughs> I've got one. I, it's a little bit less exciting. It wasn't stressful, but it, it kind of weirded me out about um, about the medication because uh, I, I contacted the foundation about a difficulty I was having with uh, the appends the same way. It, it sounded kind of sounds like what happened to you, but I let it go all the way um, and it didn't work. So um, I pressed the cap and it, and it shot it but it sounded like the spring like went and like shot in it. And I was like, whoa, okay, what the heck happened? And I, and I pulled it and it, there, was the, there was a red dot where it looked like something might've started, but I was like, mm, it usually is a little bit raised up, you know, when you do the injection and it's yeah. red and there's like a drop that comes out. It just looked like it just like nicked it, nicked the tip of my skin on my, on my thigh. I was doing the thigh injection too, but it was all the way pushed and it was a cleared yellow and I was like, Man, I don't know. I didn't want to stress out. But I was like, man, I didn't know if I got this dosing 100%. Like if I even got any of this um, and, I, and I don't want to go, you know, a full month in between injections. So I um, contacted the same thing. I did contact a nurse, I believe, you know, some associate that would help me. And they had a FedEx. The weird part about the story is what I was referring to earlier is they had a FedEx package here the next day on my store, on the stoop of my doorstep like to send it back with like you know the date and everything and they wanted me to report it and like bag it up put it in like human waste and they had a bright yellow container that said like super fragile overnighting it back 
Um, and after all that, I didn't even get a replacement. They, 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 they mailed that one back to make sure that, you know, they could get the medication back on hand, you know, to see whatever happened. I, you know, they were very protective of their product. And then I followed up and they're like, you know, just wait for your next shipment. And I'm like, well, it's just going to be my next dose anyway. And she, they said, well, that's kind of the point. And I said, Do, am I supposed to miss it? And then they're like, I guess so. You're not approved for any anymore. And I don't know if that might just be an issue with the U.S. system um, and their difficulties based on insurance. But I was like, man, first of all, isn't that weird that they send it so quickly and didn't send one back to me? But two, um, I'm, I'm glad that you hopefully at least got some of your dosing because mine was very sketchy and it didn't seem like I, I got any at all. Yes, it's a bit. It's a bit weird that you get you didn't get one back. Yeah, that is a quote, 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 And I noticed quote. my symptoms definitely flaring up a little bit at the last four or five days there of the month, because um, the same with you. Every two weeks, you know, I definitely depend on that. Yeah. You, what day do you normally like to do your injections? I'll do mine on a Monday morning um, with my hormone replacement therapy. So I'll do it all like while I'm getting ready Monday morning. Okay. Um, yeah, that's it. And then I've got, so I, I do my hormone replacement again that Thursday evening, so twice a week, and then I'll do the Humira every two weeks so that kind of do it all at the same time. Okay. Um, uh, if, I'll do, if I do a vitamin B or any of those types of supplements and stuff, I'll try to put it um, towards the end of like the two weeks, like right before an injection. So if I'm doing like that Monday, I'll try to put the extra supplements and stuff that'll help me around like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of that second week to get me through that second weekend because I don't know if you feel it, but there's definitely some fatigue there towards the end. Yeah, yeah, you, you get you do get quite fatigued like, yeah. when ha when having it. Like I suppose, like if you're doing a lot, you do notice it more. Like like with exercise and everything. But um, are you and yourself? If may, may I ask? Well, um, what what did you say, uh, Nick? How do you line yours up? During uh, during the week, may I ask? Um, yeah, I um, I, I, like with, with my days during um, uh, like the Humira, I, I always used to do it on a Friday, but but um, a Friday um, like midday kind of like like say like twelve o'clock, um, and like most recently it, it's been changed to a Thursday, because now being quite busy on Friday sometimes, um, I don't always have the time so. Um, on a Thursday, normally around the same time. Um, um, I, I did used to do them, uh, I suppose, like, later on, like in the afternoon. But I thought if something goes wrong around midday, it, it, it's probably um, a good time to like ring, like like IBD nurses, like hospitals, if something did happen. So I did about then. Like I had to put them in the fridge. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just really smart. I get and I would get the Monday rush right first thing in the morning, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like so, so sometimes you forget. Sometimes I forget to have my um because I have, because in the morning I have my azathioprine for the acid, um um, and in the evening I have um vitamin D, and I always have it quite late my vitamin D because uh, I'm not normally I have to have my dinner or like uh, I'll, I'll 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 have the vitamin D, um. Which, uh, yeah, I, 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 have, I have my own little like medication box as well. So I have Monday to Sunday, like um, evening and, and morning. So um, I want to have my breakfast, so I'll, I'll have them 
afterwards, like the medication. And I just I have a kind of a, a little like a routine. Boom. I, there you said it, man. For anybody listening out there, get a system, get a routine. You know, if you need a little pill organizer, tackle box, yeah. just set something up so you don't have to think about it. So you don't, you know. Definitely. Get up, you can follow it, you can get on with your day and you know in your life and Definitely. don't have to stress about it each morning. No, you know, you can no. go to bed and know, you know, exactly what you need to do when you get up. I think that's priceless right there. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we always, we do forget like a lot like sometimes if my if my box is filled, if it runs out, I'll forget if I've had that day or not. <laughs> I'll sometimes forget like if I've had, I, I have had the medication like because I had because I, I think I had them this morning. I don't need them at night, so I'll get sometimes confused. But it is a it's a I'd rather not be on like I'd rather be uh, not on any medication. I, at some point, I hope that will happen. Like not any any medication that because the medication dampens the immune system, especially like like the by by logics like Humira. Like going on fusions, if people are on fusions, they are dampen dampen your immune system. But um, if you if you keep up with like doing activities and going out and about and keep exercise, that it does boost it a little bit. That's one of um, that's one of my calling cards. And you mentioned hobbies and stuff earlier. Do you, do you do anything particular to stay active? Because I don't see like like depending when how COVID is like at the moment there's a new variant going about, um, so at the moment I'm not. It's that time of year, isn't it? It's all cold outside, and you don't really want to do much. So at the moment I wouldn't say about with exercise I'm that active, but um, because um, like I will go out for my walks. Um, I go out for a walk in the countryside. I like to go. Have a, a nice walk in the countryside with a uh, where no one is, I suppose, because <laughs> that's the way then. Uh, but um, like um, if it, it, like if someone's there, I'll have my I'll have my little uh, have my mask. I put up um, just be on the safe side. You, you don't you, you don't know anymore <laughs> who's got it and who hasn't. But um, but I'll, I'll do that. I'll, I'll I'll do that. Like um. I'll do that kind of sort of exercise when I can. Like um, like I do like football, so um, I, I'm quite I I, I like football. Mm. I, like um, I before the pandemic, I was actually doing football coaching, um, because I'm a qualified football coach, so I can't do that at the moment. But um, mm. but uh, I wasn't coaching like a big like England Premiership team. I wasn't coaching Man United or <laughs> something like that. But um. I was just coaching like a little little clubs around the area and like um hopefully next year or like twenty twenty two Nick is a a better year for us. <laughs> yeah, I hope well as things slowly return to you know this new place that we're getting to normality. I hope that you can end up starting to coach again, man. That sounds exciting. Yeah, because um when I was at school. Uh, there, there was a coach that like it, it was a PE lesson, but he, he he's a trained coach, uh, a, f- a football coach and a sports coach that he would come to me, uh, like and t- do football. There's football camps and stuff that I'd go to, and because I really liked it, as soon as I left school, 
um I, I I helped like they wanted me to help of being a coach I wasn't and I, I wasn't getting paid anything I just wanted to do it because I, I found it like fun I was acting as as like a, a coach as well um like helping like like, like the kids and end of last year 2020 uh to, to 2020 I, I got a phone call from him saying if I want to like work there and because I haven't been there for a while I said I said yes and he understands my 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 situation with like my Crohn's and at the moment probably not the best thing to do with being quite close contact with people when you do coaching. So like when things do get better, um, hopefully that that'll be a good option to take. Which I I'd like to I I'd still do it if I wasn't getting paid because uh, I think a job is all about something you like to do, not just something you want to do for uh, like the money. But, uh, yeah. Well said, well said. Yeah. yeah, very, very good points all the way across the board. And the time that you've then maybe then taken to transfer into something else in your life, such as this podcast, for example, I think yeah. has been equally as beautiful and meaningful for not just you, but then all the people that you're going to impact. And I hope yeah. somebody can get something out of this. Yeah, I think I, think, I always say that, Nick, like, if, 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 if just one person gets something out of it, it's... Uh, yeah, that's okay. I, I'm like for me, I, I I'm not that fussed about like um. Although I say I'm not fussed, I do like the people that watch it. I like to get lots of people downloading and watching episodes, but I, I'm not that fussed if it's lots. If it's some, it's yeah, it's good. Like um, I'm not that fussed. Like how many people watch it or how many downloads, how many people interact with it. Just happy if it helps that like one person, as you say. Mm-hmm. It's easy for things to um, potentially get carried away in the terms of marketing, in the terms of uh, kind of just like, you know, viewer count, like count, views in, in the way that the hustle culture in the West is pushed so hard. You you kind of get caught up in the goals that you're doing along the way of just wanting to grow. That's always the assumption. It's just the capitalist, the market, the marketplace. You just want to get bigger. Boom, 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 boom. So that's people are kind of always operating on that mindset. So I want to say that I appreciate that a lot, first of all. And I think that's something that people can get from this too, is that, um, you know, you don't always to find meaning to get what you want out of life and to, to create your own meaning out of that you don't have to engage in such a, of that hustle culture it can be okay that you can distill that and water it down a little bit to pace yourself along the way for a higher quality of life if it's not something that you can sustain which is perfectly and exactly in line with what most people will be able to relate to with a chronic illness and if anything that can teach you patience resilience grace with yourself grace with others and if you can respect the process of self-love and self-respect, then you can respect, you know, any other process of life that's outside of your control, whether that be something very tangible and concrete, like lawyer, the lawyer's office and like legal paperwork or something really intangible, like your garden and you want to grow stuff in your garden. There's always going to be something outside of your control, but any game you play, 
know that you're going to have to show up equally the same way that you have to do with your chronic illness to get anywhere. Definitely. I think that's the key. You don't have to hustle, hustle, but just show up. Keep showing up. Yeah, yeah, it's always important. Just try your best. I um, like with anything you want to do, because crying is dead difficult. Difficult to explain to people. They, it, it's difficult to even talk about at first. I think because like um, I, I I don't like even to this day I don't go on about it to people. Um, like um, like my friend for example, like 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 friends who don't have it themselves and. Like um, I do have a little joke about it down then because I think you gotta have a, 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 a laugh, like 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 about it. you can't always be like that down down and feel sort of sorry for yourselves. Like I, I don't want people to feel sorry for me. Like um, like it, I, although it's it's rubbish, like I want it. I wouldn't wish it on anyone, but fortunately we we have, we ain't got a choice. <laughs> we got we got to live with it. You've got a good sense of humor, man. Help us out here for me and who's listening. Maybe it's. For- a Brit thing. I, how do we take things less seriously? I've always been so intense and I've always tried to come off as someone that is lighthearted, but it does hit you deep. It does hit you fundamentally as a human, right? So, so what helps you? What do you try to think about to keep it lighthearted? Um, I kind of think of it in a, in a, in a sense that it's uh, like, like people that I kind of take the joke that people don't understand that uh, <laughs> to into laughter. Like um like if to say someone will say it's a it's a it's a it's a stomach problem, which comes up a lot, and it's a toilet issue, which comes up a lot, which are the two main things that people that think Crohn's disease and IBD is. I'll say uh I I'll have a little joke, maybe I need to go to the toilet or or, or something like that, and and like um like some people will say you're putting like um if you can't do a certain thing. Or you want to avoid doing a certain thing? Uh, friends will say, "Oh, like you, you, you can do the Crohn's card. You can get out of this because you've got Crohn's. You've got an an inflammatory bowel disease, which can prevent you doing other things." But um, yeah, I, I do have a little joke there and then when I'm okay. If I'm in a bad place or in a bad flare, I won't take a joke at all. I'll take it like I I, I I remember when I was in a flare. I think it was the end of the world. Like uh, all doom and gloom. It was. It was a rubbish time. It was, but um, like it's 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 important. Like it's it's okay to take it all serious because it's a very serious thing. But um, but times when um, like you're doing good, I suppose, or if you're in remission, you're doing well with yourself, and you've got you're able to do things. I suppose it's a time to appreciate yourself for doing in that, and you're in that place. But always remember, I think it's important to remember. Don't always uh. Be, beat yourself up about it like something like in your head like think about this could happen or that could happen because we we don't necessarily know what what could what's going to be happening in the future um we could have our theories like i have my theories of how i got diagnosed like uh for, for crohn's like we'll, we'll always have our theories but just don't uh suppose beat yourself about it i love that advice especially yeah don't don't peer too much back into the past um like to because we we are creatures which look for reason and look for that cause and effect right and so it's easy for us to connect dots where we want to see them in any facet looking backwards and i think that's why most people say hindsight's 2020 because that's the way it's happened it's it's just survivorship bias and 
you're here to tell the tale so you should yeah stand strong to stand strong and tell it right definitely definitely and uh like like with you being like a, a bodybuilder um nick what was that always your like intention like like before having crowned as well mm. that's mm. a great question um no is the short answer but i've always been involved with sport and things similar to bodybuilding training in the gym so when i came back from crohn's disease it was actually the natural extension uh, for me to take all that experience into something that um, actually helped me long term um, like long 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 term with the gaining of the muscle mass and i can get into that a little more technically if you want but um I was actually more involved with PT as in physical training type exercise for the military. So I was in the United States Air Force RTC program at a university, um, going to school full-time and doing their training full-time during the week um, as a cadet in uniform and stuff while I did my classes. And um, so uh, being in charge of some physical training for other cadets and myself, like I wasn't tuned to bodybuilding. I was thinking, okay, I need to be an athlete that can run long distances very quickly, do lots of push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups, um, body weight exercises, plyometrics. You know, usually that means I'm probably pretty good at playing like sports. You know, you're probably really athletic and can jump around. So you're not thinking of a big burly like bodybuilder. But um, do you you take a, a lot of knowledge of different training styles in that? Um, and sprinkle uh, sprinkle nutrition on top. And I think you get a good recipe for someone who has a good base in bodybuilding. And so when I rehauled and revamped my nutrition, um, coming out of my diagnosis and my first real like flare up when I, like, when I fell out of remission for like the first time I got diagnosed and stuff. And then I, when I came out of that, I used all that knowledge, gained up the size. So I just used the same techniques, scaled them up, got bigger, trained harder, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And I and I fell in love with bodybuilding and continued that process versus, you know, chasing some other goals at the time when I was lighter. You know, I could have, at, when I hit 180, 185, boom, I could have gone, okay, I'm gonna play football again, or you know, I'm gonna pick up a basketball again, or I want to learn a new sport, say, or f this, I'm gonna keep going and go all the way to a strongman. It was a very intentional decision um, with all the sports out there that I could see all of my knowledge. And I think objectively, too, I'm going to add this as a final point. Objectively, I think it's the best approach for somebody looking to um, increase their proprioception, which is their perception of their senses and their body and like neurologically the connections and anybody looking for long term betterment and health. I think bodybuilding is objectively that process that they're looking for, in addition to meditating, wellness, etc. And in that, I just mean increasing lean body mass that's yeah that's basically what people are missing out on that's the missing key and that's the key in bodybuilding and so that's what dropped to me i love it okay and that's really interesting nick because like oh well like like um like with being like a with that and 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 what you want to do like one the last thing i want to ask uh for for the for the podcast is um would uh, it does like uh, like 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 being a like doing that like have any impact on your Crohn's or or, or does it improve it? Hmm. That's another great question. Um, the more consistent I am 
the better impact it has positively to it. So basically, if I think about an, an objective building, sorry about that. If I think about um, an objective bodybuilding plan, I think that that's probably healthier for someone to follow because it's a plan. You're being able to check boxes with Crohn's or without. So I'm going to take that then one step down and say then for me, um, when I am able to follow that plan, space out the meals, it, it turns into almost a Crohn's cheat code when you're able to find out what works for you and integrate the, the training and the exercise along with it. Um, I'll have my moments where I'm off track or I'll miss some training for a while. And I can definitely tell, I definitely notice the difference. Um, and I don't know how much of that was related to the acute immune response or to, you know, the long-term effects of how this is changing my physiology and I can get over the bone mineral density changes from the medication, et cetera. Like I shouldn't be able to eat like this, you know, and train like this, but slowly over time, you, you're able to build up to it. And so I have more resilience if I want to go and have a chicken tender sub from Publix here in the United States, you know, which is like a 2000 calorie submarine sandwich and then a Ben and Jerry's kind of ice cream, you know, for another 1200, 1500 calories. Yeah, I'm gonna, it's, it's not ideal. Like that's obviously gonna affect me differently from the normal person. But now that I factor that in and I can see it coming ahead the day or two or three afterwards where it's gonna affect me, I've learned what it does to my body. I can factor that into the training and work it out. So I've, I feel very privileged that I can get to the point and say that it's, um, it's better for me. I think it's objectively better for people out there. Um, you know, to finish things off, if, if you have any questions, you know, please comment them down below or send them to me. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Crohn's Lifter. Um, I'm on a podcast as well called the Chronic Power Podcast. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube as well. Um, we're trying to break the stigma and do the same thing that Mason's trying to do here with these conversations. So you know, never, never give up. Always try something new. Maybe it's not value building, but at least get up and keep going because you're, you're laughing. Everybody's still sitting on the couch. Definitely. And I think, I think that's a, a perfect way to like, like finish off uh, Nick, because like, I think it, it's really good what you're doing. And the fitness is very important with Crohn's. I think, I think it like it helps you have more like, um, more of an immune system as such as well because uh like you're going out doing things and i found like fitness can improve it like 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 like, like with you like you're doing so well with, with with your with what you do as well and like uh it's, it's great that you've got your own podcast as well yeah. oh thank you yeah i wouldn't have been able to do uh do that podcast as a whole without the team um I've got three other hosts and you know wonderful people behind the scenes that uh, run the show. I'm just there helping out with uh, the actual podcast itself. And yeah, right. anybody else that's out there that's listening to this too, that's thinking about doing something of their own, let this be your sign. Go out, do it, make a name yeah. for yourself, fly your own flag. I've even I've even got my own I've even got my own personal training company, White Dragon Training. It's if you want it, go out there and get it. it just because you have a chronic illness doesn't mean that you're worth any less in society. And if anything, there's more stuff out there for you to learn about yourself and learn about the world. That would give you an advantage. And thank you so much for this opportunity, Mason. I appreciate you letting me come on. 
definitely. Uh, yeah, thank you, Nick. It, 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 it's been a really nice chat, and I've learned some new things as well. And uh, like, I, that, that, that's what I like about the podcast. Like, um, uh, I don't know about yours as well. Like, every person you speak, to, you learn something new that you might not have known to start with. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, f- 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 thank you again, Nick, and uh, it's been a really nice chat and and speaking with you. Thank you for having me on, buddy. I'm uh, looking forward to chatting to you again real soon. <laughs> Thank you.